0: This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 122 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. This week, I have a very special episode for you. I am talking about how taking a journey back to yourself can be one of the most important things you do in your overall weight loss journey. I'm going to talk to you about how to actually do that and how I've used this approach and continue to use this approach in my own weight loss journey and managing my own emotional eating. But first, I wanted to let you know, I've been busy these last couple of weeks. I've been working on all sorts of stuff that I'm really excited about to share with you. First thing, and by the time this episode is released, you will be able to register for this. I've created an on-call eating masterclass. So I know that eating on-call is one of the biggest barriers the physicians I work with who also do call struggle with. That aspect of your unknown schedule, the aspect of unknown amount of sleep, all that. And it can add up to a lot of eating, both when you're on call, but it actually can spill over and add up to eating before you start call. And it can spill over to add up to eating after, as well as create stress before and after. I know lots of physicians where it disrupts sleep. So I think this topic is so important to talk about. And that's why I'm doing a whole One hour free class on it. You can register for that. Head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash masterclass to register for the on call eating masterclass. The dates are March 11th and March 24th of 2021. So make sure you get in there and save your seat. And I'll see you in there. Now, the other thing I've been super busy working on is getting ready for my next group of stress eating SOS. I have had. So much fun with the current group. Uh, They're an amazing group of women physicians who have made really big differences, both in their eating, but also in their life, where things are just feeling so much better for them. They're not as stressed, time at home, weekends are feeling better. All of those things that we don't notice when we're just focusing on trying to eat better. But when you start taking a coaching approach to managing stress or binge eating, all of this other stuff starts to get better. And I just love it. Anyway, so I've been busy thinking what worked really well this time around, what will we do next time? And I wanted you guys to all know that the doors are going to open for registration on April 1st. The program will start April 12th. Now you can get on the wait list and I think I'm going to be offering a free coaching call for the people on the wait list. So you might want to get on that soon. Where you go for that is is forward slash SOS. You can get on the wait list for this upcoming group for Stress Eating SOS, which is amazing. And if you are a physician who struggles with stress eating, this is the program you need. Come join me. Over the past year, I've been building this program and I don't want to toot my own horn, but I really think it's awesome. I really think it's what I would have loved back when I was struggling with my own weight and my own eating. It would have love to find this and I know that the physicians in the program have been really enjoying it and finding it really helpful so come join us the community is amazing having people with you on this journey makes a huge difference okay that's what I've been busy working on it's been fun but I think it kind of comes into this week's topic which is taking a journey back to yourself what I mean by that is really making sure that you're honoring your true self in your days now you may ask me who is that (laughs) Who is that true self? And how do I know if I'm honoring them? And I will tell you totally fine if you don't know. I'm going to tell you how to find them and how to start honoring them. In fact, I would say, probably for most of you listening, you're not going to know who this true self is. And that's why I wanted to do this episode, because through our lives, we lose track of the true version of us, that inner self. Or we may kind of be aware of them, but we don't give them much attention. We don't give them much Say in our days. It feels like maybe we can't give them say in our days because things are so busy. Yeah, I really think this is a big driver for eating. So, what ends up happening is then you're go, go, go. You're accomplishing all the things you should accomplish. You're getting your work done. You're taking care of the people that need to be taken care of. You're keeping up with your taxes, all the stuff that we as adults should be doing. But sometimes it feels a little empty. Sometimes it feels like something's missing food can end up taking that place. So you can end up eating to manage this missing piece. And yet what's missing is actually honoring you, you without those responsibilities. And we're gonna talk more about that. I was gonna tell you a story about how this showed up for me, just so that you know, I've been there. So back when I was working with my very first life coach, I've talked about this before, but I hired him because I was burnt out, because I was just dreading my office days. I would get super anxious on Sundays because the office week would start. But even then, the weekends didn't actually feel good because I had three small kids and I had all the kid requirements. I didn't get to do anything for myself. So it was a different type of grind, but it still felt like a grind. Sorry, kids, if you listen to this later. It felt like a grind at that time. It was, the weekends were as exhausting as the week. So then sometimes I'd look forward to the week, but then it would feel exhausting and I felt like I was trapped. And I remember one of those first conversations with my coach and I said to him, I just wanna have fun. I want some time to have fun. And I want time to be spontaneous was my other thing. It felt like the food for me was fun and it was spontaneous. I could think at the last minute like that, okay, I'll just go have that. Or, you know, we go out and I'm planning on eating something healthy and then I spontaneously make the decision to order something totally unhealthy or to order an appetizer so eat more than what I'd planned. And I liked the spontaneity and I wanted more spontaneity in my life. So then he said to me, okay, well, what would be fun? And it totally flippant <laughs> stumped me. <laughs> I couldn't come up with anything that would be fun except for eating. And I realized, okay, this is an issue. Like I can't actually come up with what would be fun. I think I've been aware of that ever since because I don't really ever want to get to the point again where I can't remember what's fun. And so it took us some work. We did some brainstorming and I remember because I couldn't remember anything fun or spontaneous. So we did some just crazy brainstorming, like off the wall brainstorming, (laughs) the stuff that we came up with. Like it was like things that, I would never do in my real life, nor could I with our barriers as being parents of young kids at that time. But it was like this brain exercise of expanding what I was thinking of possibilities and just trying to really work and build this whole list of what could be fun, what maybe other people would think was fun. And when I reflect back on this now, I really see that what that was is I had lost me. I was what I needed to be for everybody else but I'd lost me that core version of me and you can call this all sorts of stuff like you could call it like your inner you you could call it maybe even your intuition I feel it like this just calm quiet voice or quiet sense in the center of my chest is me that's that's what I need to come into contact with and it's interesting because Me, the true Siobhan, has different goals and different things that will probably be enjoyable than what Siobhan, the physician, Siobhan, the mom, Siobhan, the spouse, you know, Siobhan, the community member has. And so then what the journey over these past, it's been about five years since that very first life coaching session has been, is a lot of kind of figuring out, okay, what's me? What do I really, really want at the core of me? What do I want? And then how do I actually make that happen? And how do I stay focused on that? Even during the busy weeks, even when everything changes like it did in the past year with the pandemic, how do I actually stay focused and keep me as a center? And I think if this is resonating with you and you're thinking, yeah, I don't actually know that version of me either, or I can't remember how to have fun either. I think that's normal. Like what I like to think back is when was I last like really in touch with that me? And it probably would have been when I was maybe a teenager, maybe a young adult, though I feel like even by a young adult, I had these like responsibilities that took the place of me, of that contact with myself. You know, you had university and trying to as a young adult trying to figure out finances and everything like that and so I feel like maybe it was when I was a teenager was the last time I truly truly was just pure Siobhan again like obviously as teenagers we got hangups back then (laughs) saying I was super happy but I feel like I knew what I liked and what I wanted and I probably spent a lot of time thinking about that like if you think about as an older teenager you think okay what do I want to do with my life Which really is kind of asking yourself that you version of you, what do you want to do? What are you going to like? And then what happens as we go through life is we get additional responsibilities. So you start being a student and you've got things you have to do as a student. You probably get a job and so you've got requirements of that job. We all went through medical school, so you become the medical student and that becomes the focus, right? Like in medical school, there's not a huge amount of time for you as an individual, nor is there a ton of space to express you as an individual. A lot of it's about conforming and getting through. And even if the intention isn't for it to be about conforming, it often feels that way of like, getting through doing what you need to do to be successful in medical school and become a doctor on the other side. And then once you're a doctor, well, then there's all these other responsibilities. You end up with a practice or regular rotation somewhere and you're responsible for a bunch of patients. Maybe you become responsible for staff. You become responsible to your colleagues. And then there's the whole parenting thing too. And so each of those responsibilities that we take on that are really important parts of our life If we're not careful, they can take away from us being in touch with ourselves, with our true self. And so sometimes then we lose track, we lose our way a little bit, we fumble a bit, it feels like we're wandering around, not really sure where we want to go. And I think this is why it's really important to talk about this, because what happens when you're having that sense of, I don't know what fun is, I don't know what I like, I don't have time to do anything I like, that's a real significant driver for stress eating. So when we think about stress eating being a symptom of something else going wrong. So your brain is trying to solve some issue with food and food just simply can't fix it. Having this sense that you've lost your way or you don't know you anymore. You don't know what you really want and or you know a little bit about what you want but you feel like you can't do it. That can be a really big driver to eating. And I think that eating really shows up A little bit on the low down, (laughs) meaning it's not like you're sitting there thinking, "Mm, I'm kind of unhappy overall, and I'm not sure where I'm going with my life, and I don't know what makes me happy anymore. I think I'll go have a snack. It doesn't usually show up like that. It shows up as just this like, I don't know why it's hard for me to care about that goal, and I just, you know, would really just prefer to eat this food. And I think that comes back to similarly to what I was talking about in my own story of Sometimes the food is what's fun. if you don't know what else is fun in your life, if you don't know what being spontaneous would be, sometimes food is that. And if you keep returning to it and you know every time you eat out you're kind of eating food you didn't plan on eating or you're overeating, things like that, look at it and ask yourself if this is going on. and of course, look at it with a kind. I and ask yourself nicely. Don't beat yourself up for it. But just with curiosity, look and say, could this be what's driving some of this eating? So what do I mean when I talk about you? I've talked about this a little bit already, but when I talk about you, so journeying back to you, this is you without the other identities. This is you at the core. So if we were stripping away identities, took away the parenting identity, if you have that one, took away the spouse identity if you have that one. Took away the doctor identity if you have that one. That's a big one to take away. Take away all the identities that are more about serving other people and see what's left. So it's like you at the core. It's the you that started that took on these identities that grew and with each growth took on a different identity. But it's going back to that you at the core is what I want you to do. So how do you do this? How do you journey back to you? Number one is you have to find you. (laughs) You have to recognize that maybe you don't have the best contact with you and go looking for them. Look inside and find that version of you and say, hi, say, how are you doing? What do you want to do today? Have a conversation with them. Let that version of you have a bit of a voice is what this is about. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know where to start with that, that's okay. I think if you just even ask yourself the question of what is me at my core? Who am I at my core? That will eventually get you there. This is a big kind of almost an existential type question or exercise that I'm talking about. And so don't expect yourself to do it perfectly right out of the bat. Don't expect it to just be like this quick thing you check off. It's more of this long-term contemplation exercise that I'm talking about. So I know for some of us, (laughs) We want the things we can just check off and move on and not think about again, right? But the reality is this is not one of them. So if you can't find that inner you right away, don't panic. It doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. You're doing it just right. Just keep asking and keep looking for them. The very fact that you're looking for them will help, I promise. Even if you're not sure if you found them. There's no right or wrongs in this, guys. So part two is once you kind of found that version of you, Ask them what they want. Spend time thinking about if you didn't have all these other responsibilities, if there's nothing else other than just that inner sense of you and what they wanted, what would that be? Now, again, for some of you, you're gonna listen to this and you're gonna be like, I don't know, (laughs) I haven't thought about this for so long. And that was me. I didn't know what I wanted. I just, you know what actually what I wanted back then was I wanted escape. I dreamed of like going to a hotel room away from everybody and having nobody talk to me. And I also at times had a dream of quitting medicine and going to work at McDonald's because there was no responsibility there. So what I'm saying is on the surface, if I asked what I wanted, the answers probably weren't that helpful. But when you ask deeper and you look a little deeper, you'll start to get more helpful answers. Now, I have two kind of suggestions to look at this. One is think back to when you were young. What were you passionate about? What things did you used to do that maybe you're not doing anymore? What used to light you up and get you excited to do stuff? That would be a clue and see is that still something that you might actually hold as an interest that maybe just hasn't gotten a lot of attention lately. So looking back when you're young and then the flip side, I think looking to what you're anticipating as you get older. So we are masters of delayed gratification of leaving things to later. And so what is it that you are waiting for, some magic time to come for you to be able to do and you really look forward to it, you're feeling excited about it. What are those things? That's going to tell you more of what you want to do. So for me, when I started doing this work, I realized like my dream is to be able to travel and go to countries like Thailand, Italy, but stay and do culinary training. So like do cooking classes at a deeper level in those countries and like get really familiar with the different styles of cooking that I like to cook now, but would really like to like get more formal training on, that would be like heaven to me. So staying in a different country, doing cooking classes, learning something that's just totally outside of my day-to-day life right now sounds like heaven. And so as I was going through this work and realizing, okay, I have, like that makes me so excited to think about, Do I really want to leave it until I'm 65 and retired? As physicians, we all know that maybe that's not going to come. I've met many people who thought that they would have time once they're 65 and it never happened. It's the reality of life. And so I started having conversations with myself about, do I actually want to leave it till then? And the answer is no, I want to do that as soon as I can. That sounds amazing. And that sounds awesome. And the earlier I do it, the more chance I'm going to have to use those skills and to play around with them. And so that comes to number three, which is create space for this version of you. So asking yourself, okay, if this is what I really, really want, how can I create space for that in my life? I have not yet gone on a culinary long trip because there's not space for that yet. But I do spend a lot of time thinking about, okay, what needs to change and how can I shift things to allow that to happen earlier than later? And that's important for me. And that makes me feel better that it's not some huge off thing. It'll happen in the next couple of years. Probably COVID threw a little bit of a wrench in some of my plans, but it will come sooner than later. However, there's probably lots of things in this journey back to you, the things the core of you really wants that might be easy to fit into your day. Like They don't all have to be these huge trips, but maybe it's something like Just taking a little bit of time during each week to do something that you used to like to do, to do a hobby that you used to do and really enjoy and you haven't done for a while. Maybe it's taking time to do something new that you've never done, that you've thought about and thought, well, that would be cool, but then you've never gotten around to it. Maybe honoring that inner you by saying, okay, I'm going to try doing that. I'm going to find somebody that'll teach me some lessons on that and give it a try, or just carving out space. For the things that you actually like to do, like, you know, it can be as simple as just reading a novel, if you don't get a lot of time to read a novel, carving out a bit of space to read a novel, most days can make a difference. Recognizing everything doesn't have to change. It can be small changes, and small changes really do add up. They all have ripple effects. So making a small change, doing a little bit of, say, reading a day, that has ripple effects, it makes a difference. And then you'll see other changes start to happen. You'll build some momentum with taking care of yourself. Because really this talking about journeying back to you really is a form of self-care. It's not doing what you think you should do for self-care. It's asking, okay, you at the core, what do you really want for self-care? What is going to be the most helpful for you for self-care? That's what the journeying back to you is. And that's really what self-care is. It's like care of you. We often have these really fixed ideas of what self-care should look like, but it's really about whatever makes you feel better and you being the you at your core. I think as you do this, some weeks it's going to be hard to fit in extra things and extra hobbies or your brain's going to rebalance so you just don't have time and that's fine. But I think even asking the opinion of this version of you, of this inner you, is important. It makes a difference. So even if you don't take action and change things in your day, if you're even just checking in and going, okay, what do I actually want at my core? Is this what I want? Or do I actually want something different? And what could that look like? Just asking your own opinion matters. And it probably hasn't been asked a lot. We get into people pleasing really easily. That's something I've talked about in the more recent podcast episodes. And so we're always interested in other people's opinions and we will sometimes sacrifice our own opinion or what we really want to do to meet other people's opinions, to match other people's expectations, or this is an important piece, what we think other people's opinions and expectations are. So switching it and just giving yourself time to actually answer and answer what you really want, that can be huge. And it doesn't take any extra time. It just in your process of thinking, it means checking in with yourself. Now, number four, I would say is if you are struggling with your eating, with your life, like so if you've been doing this work, it's feeling better, and then all of a sudden you hit a tough patch, you're feeling burnt out, you're feeling overwhelmed, maybe your eating habit starts to slide again, come back to you. Use this tool, this journey back to you, because I really do believe when we've lost touch with ourselves here, and then we just try to change what we're eating, and we try to change. Or exercise, it often doesn't work. It often feels harder because it's not necessarily in line with us. It's not always respecting our what our inner self wants. Now, I'm not saying your inner self wants to eat a bunch of junk food and overeat. Cause that might not actually be true, but it's the intention of the actions that you're taking that matter. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling exhausted, burnt out, and you're like, oh, and also I need to do this and I really need to eat better and I need to be losing that weight because I don't like how these clothes are fitting. That has a very different intention and it will have a very different feel as you take those actions than when you check in with yourself and go, okay, what do you need? And when you get the answer of, I need some quiet time. I need to take care of myself. You can still come up with the same actions. So you may still come up with, okay, I take care of myself by eating the way that makes me feel my best. I take care of myself by managing my weight so that my clothes fit well. But the intention and how those actions feel can be very, very different depending on what's driving them. I have a a recent example of this one in that over the past couple of weeks, I've been struggling a little bit. I've been mentally struggling with COVID. We're still in fairly limited activities here. And I'm just feeling like done with it, as I'm sure many of you can relate. That feeling of like, I just want to see my friends, have some friends over for dinner and like have some laughs. And we can't. The reality is we can't. And I don't know when we will be able to here. So he's feeling really down. And what I started to do was like I was more tired. So I was like, okay, I'll have a nap or I started to sleep in more instead of getting up for my morning routine because I was like, oh, I've just been so tired. I just need some more sleep. And then last weekend, after having a nap on Sunday and getting up and thinking, oh, when am I going to get more energy? I realized, what am I doing to make energy? So everything I was doing was actually creating less energy. I wasn't taking care of myself. I'd wiped out all my self-care routines. I wasn't eating as well as I usually did. I was feeling like there was no fun and I wasn't finding other ways to have fun. What I did is I sat down and in my journal and wrote, I want more energy. What do I know gives me energy? And you know what's really interesting is I'd spent two weeks waiting for it. Like I was waiting for this magic lightning bolt to come down and hit me on the head and give me energy but when I sat down with the journal I could totally write out what gave me energy I feel my best when I'm getting up early in the morning and doing my morning routine and my brain argues that quite frequently when I'm setting that alarm but the reality is if I get up at my early early alarm I meditate I write my journal I do some stretching and range of motion and then I go for a run even if it's a busy day after that, that day feels so much better, and I have so much more energy getting through that day. I have more energy when I eat well, when I don't eat the foods that drag me down. I have more energy when I go to bed earlier. And that's something I was slipping on. I think, because again, in this search for fun, in Covid times, I was watching more episodes of Netflix and stuff and not turning off the TV. so I was staying up a bit later. And only by like a half hour. but, that really adds up for me. I have to be strict with my bedtime to feel my best. So this journaling exercise I did was essentially this conversation to get back to me at my core. Like me at my core, what do I really want? Strip away COVID, strip away work, strip away everything else. What actually makes me feel good on a daily basis? And then let's move forward with that. And that's what I've been doing this past week. I feel tons better. COVID isn't bothering me. I'm sleeping well, I'm waking up early, my days are going better, I'm not getting as stressed out. Those few little actions have big, big ripple effects. Plus again, it's the intention, right? It's not that I'm getting myself up early because, oh, come on, Schwan, you know you need to do this and you need to get that running because you ate all that crap, which I think I might've been doing a little bit of before that. It's, okay, Shavon, like we're gonna get up early because that's how we're going to have our best day and you're gonna feel really great after you've done that. Same action different intention. So if you're struggling, what I want you to do as this final point is I want you to sit down and really come back to you. And coming back to ask yourself, what do I want? What do I need is going to be a really good tool to then take whatever actions or work on whatever goals you're working on from there. So I'm going to summarize. How do you do this journey back to yourself? Number one, you have to find you, your core you. Your sense of being of you as a person without any other identities. You need to say hi to them. (laughs) You need to introduce yourself if you haven't talked for a while. And then number two is you have to find out what you want, what you, not what you think you should want, but you at that core, what they really want, what matters to them. And thinking back both what's mattered in the past, what's really made you passionate in the past, what makes you passionate about the future, those are really good ways to get. Tease this out if you can't come up with answers. Number three is create space for this version of you. So ask yourself once you know what you really want, what really makes you light up and makes you feel passionate, well, how can you fit little bits of that into your days? Doesn't have to be that you fit the whole thing. You don't have to do everything that's on that list, but how could you work towards some of it and fit the things that can be fit in now? So stopping that always delayed gratification that we get stuck in. And remember, even just asking their opinion. So consulting with that inner you during your week when you're making decisions, when you're choosing what to do, that matters, that counts. And then number four is, if you get to a place where you're struggling, do this again, come back to you. Just come back to you and start with that intention of caring for you first so that you can then have the energy, the focus, the desire to do all the other caring that you do in your life. Now, I really believe that this tool is an ongoing process. It definitely has been in my life. Like I said, I've been working on this for five years. And as you've just heard, still get tripped up. I think the trip ups are smaller. They're less severe, like I'm not getting as burnt out. And I correct them faster, but they still happen. And I think that's normal. That's just having a human brain, living a human life. So Know that that's okay and know that this is something that is really, really worthwhile. Just always checking back into, always coming back to and asking yourself, what do I really want? What matters to me? And how could I make that work? What would that look like? And then you'll find if you're living your life from that place, eating healthy, exercising so that you feel your best, all those other activities become easier because you have a different intention behind them. All right. So if you are enjoying this podcast, send me a message. Head over to info at physicians.ca. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you come up with something amazing that you really want, send me an email. If you are enjoying the podcast, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. It really helps the podcast get found as well as if you could take the time to go leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, I would really, really appreciate it. Again, it helps people who have an found this podcast yet find it when they need it all right have a fantastic week guys remember to save the date for the opening of stress eating SOS if you're thinking about man it'd be nice to have help with this and just have that direct coaching on my specific issues then stress eating SOS is for you it's the only physician only coaching program for stress and binge eating and like i said it's amazing it's physicians in there are amazing We have a great community. Come join us. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great day.